Hi guys, welcome back to Reality Time. This is a podcast that brings in art and startup organizations to see how these two groups can support each other's goals. It's been a minute. We get, you know, we took two episodes off to just reconsider the content and the programming. And I'm really, really excited for our guest today. And you should be too, because you know we're trying to reel him in to become a co-host of Reality Time. Why it's so exciting? Well, you get to find out soon. But I'm going to, with no further ado, introduce Matt Sennett from Omni Commons. How you doing, Matt? How are you? Not bad. Hanging in there. How about yourself? Oh, man. I'm stoked. I'm really excited that we've gotten this going. This is like the start to something beautiful. I can feel it in my bones. Um, Matt, why don't you tell us what you do in one sentence? Well, I'm a member of a hackerspace called the Pseudo Room. And we're part of a larger organization that's a 20,000 square foot social center in North Oakland called the Omni Commons. And so what I do with my time, I get into all kinds of trouble. I get all kinds of new projects and stuff and are always starting new, new kinds of uh, creative endeavors, uh, half of which get finished and half of which don't. Um, but in the end, uh, what I spend a lot of my time on these days is helping to support our all-volunteer community at the Omni Commons to pull off some pretty incredible magic, which is hosting a lot of nonprofit art organizations, have events, especially fundraisers, and things that help them connect to a larger community that's supporting what they're doing, uh, as well as currently try to hopefully purchase our building, which is valued at about $1.95 million, which is kind of crazy, you know, having to do a lot of research, financial research, accounting, mortgage applications, yada, yada, yada. So we're kind of in the thick of a really big shift and change hopefully uh, from becoming a social center that's a leasers to a group that now owns its property and can be around for a very long time. That's so exciting, Matt. You, and I'm sure the audience can now understand exactly why this is a great collaboration. We're so stoked to hear about that. We, you know, I think the Bay Area is missing a lot of these community spaces. And in recent times, we've seen a lot of funding go into startups and applications and the people who are providing services to support communities, support groups that need space, tend to be ignored. And it's so sad to see that funding for those groups is harder to secure than, you know, than trying to start a new app or a new business. And, you know, that's what we're going through at Merchants of Reality. And it's so it's so great to have a partner Oh, and the network that we're about to become a member mm-hmm. of, of people trying to figure this out. And I think it takes a great amount of um, self-motivation uh, and leadership in a way. And um, so I think, what just tell us what happened today because we, we, we've been hanging out for all day. So just, <laughs> right. we can, I think we can bring the audience into basically what happened today. We're at OmniCommons, by the way, in the disco room, which is amazing, six space. Um, Hopefully, hosting a disco here soon. But yeah, tell us, Matt, like, what happened today? Yeah, I mean, as you said, we're about to get into a load of trouble. We've got, <laughs> we got a lot, a lot <laughs> set in front of us, a lot of opportunity. And so what we did today, uh, well, this morning, I tried to help a friend of mine sell his car. And after that, came on into the <laughs> Omni Commons <laughs> for a meeting with um, another volunteer who was running her door shift. So she was holding down the front door, greeting people giving tours to prospective uh, renters who want to use our 900 uh, standing room person ballroom for their events, and it's among, uh, among other rooms like the disco room and other smaller spaces in the building. So she was doing that, and we met up to sort of touch base about our mortgage application and make advancements in that. Um, 
specifically getting in touch with the credit union in order to get more details about their specific application, which, by the way, is interesting because each bank and credit union has a different application for how you do these things. You might think there's one application, but it's not like college applications. It's, it's all varied. Wow. So we, we touched base about that, and then by the, time, by the time we were still in the middle of our conversation, uh, it was about time for having a meeting with a really special group of folks who are um, some, a lawyer, a professor who's a, who's a lawyer uh, at UC Berkeley School of Law uh, who runs a business practicum course where MBA business students as well as legal students work together to help especially charitable organizations and other uh, kind of fringe and strange and, and interesting organizations in the local community to get off the ground. And they do a, a lot of amazing legal help and they've been partners with a bunch of organizations and people who are already part of this community at the Omni Commons and, and this space. And so we work with them now two semesters and we're on our third semester, our third term with them with a new, a new batch of students who are coming through and basically picking some assignments and things to do that will help us advance. And that includes things like improving some of our documentation, our legal documentation, like our Articles of, Association, uh, of Incorporation or our, our bylaws, as well as our contracts like subleases, event rental agreements, volunteer agreements, um, how we negotiate our partnerships with insurance companies and so on and so forth, how we go through uh, the city, county, and other municipal organizations or, or uh, departments and their various legal sort of questions that can be really confounding. So they've already helped us out through a lot of pickles and today we had like a really exciting conversation with them about what we should work on together for this next term. I see. Yeah, I was there for that and it's, it's, it's interesting because uh, Rob, who came here to see the space, was planning to host a 52-person event called La Decadence. It's a ritual. And it turned out that he needed more closed space. So Laura actually connected us, and I think he's going to propose the event to Merchants of Reality. So I think that was one of those moments where, like, just being here and seeing that, that magic was already starting to evolve. And then the meeting with the lawyers was even more powerful because it's like, we are going through the exact same thing. So hearing some of the things that they were asking about and going through, wow, well, thank God, we, we figured out that out with our fiscal sponsorship. We've shared the same problem. Mm -hmm. um, we, we, we need more people thinking about this stuff. And, <laughs> right? and me just freaking out low-key and saying, wow, um, I guess we need to, um, they need to take this back to merchants and see how we can get our team to start thinking about the long haul and the strategy in that, in that way. Luckily, um, in terms of contracts, actually, mm -hmm. um, John Espy, who was the co-producer of the show, um, of Reality Time, his parents were lawyers. So when mm. the beginning stages of Merchants of Reality, mm. he was the one freaking out about all the <laughs> legal stuff. So oh, yeah. he was the legal at Merchants of Reality. And so <laughs> the contracts, not, if not for him, you know, I don't think we would have been ushered in thinking about all that. But, uh -huh. you know, in terms of event contracts, artist contracts, and just protecting mm -hmm. the overall group from the individual artists who were working there was kind of in place. And so when I came in seeing that, that was so easy to take over. So I think that it was so, it's so nice that you guys have that community supporting you. And I mm -hmm. think that the, just your core team and the, the people who showed up today made me feel that you guys are onto something beautiful in terms of just how, how you're already engaging People like Bill, who who brought who brings his students to mm -hmm. help problem solve and and give you different perspectives. So, 
tell me some of the ways that you um, basically have your vision coming out of Omni. Mm. How, how do you... So I know you're a mathematician. Mm. Um, I know you're very humanitarian. Um, but I'm very interested in how your overall vision tends to come through at Omni. And, and if you even have time to focus on some of your own personal projects... Totally. Uh, yeah, you know, I have to like mention too that you know, it's absolutely creepy in a way because we've gone down so many of the same paths. It's kind of like we've been living in parallel universes that are now <laughs> colliding because we've gone through all the same stuff. And it, yeah, it's really beautiful to see Professor Kell being able to, you know, giving you his card today and possibly helping y'all out next term and having that legal team also expand and, and bringing into the families that we're, that we're all like answering questions hopefully once and then sharing the answer wider and wider, and I'm definitely looking forward to doing more stuff like that. One of the moments today with, with the legal team, with our three uh, law students and with Professor Kell, were, uh, one of my favorite moments today during that was um, when we were talking about the legal structure, answering some, a question that one of the students asked about how we make decisions, how accountability works. Omni is a bit strange, uh, and I would say unique, as far as I've been able to find, um, both legally as well as socially. So for the Omni Commons, we have, I'm a member of one collective, the student room, but we have about over a dozen collectives that are all member organizations that uh, have decision-making control over the whole project, over the whole building. And we do make these relationships to each group, like a sublease, for example, um, to, to make sure everything is clear and transparent and accountable. Um, at the end of the day, every decision is made using a consensus process at a regular meeting that happens twice a month on the first and third Thursdays at 7 p.m. It's an open meeting, and we work through all of our shared concerns and problems and work together to solve them, to figure out compromises and solutions that every collective can get behind and, and buy into and be comfortable with, uh, given all of our varied interests and, and values and perspectives. And so when, when we were talking, it was cool to talk with a law student about how what we, had, we were lucky to find, especially because of our lawyer, we work with Jesse Palmer, you know, was a legal structure that fit the cultural and social organization that we were choosing to move with. I see. We chose to use this collective structure because it promotes small group formation, it promotes uh, folks working together, knowing each other, having that sort of close uh, subject matter proximity where, we're, where we're, we have a goal, like our hackerspace, we want to take things apart, understand how they work, put them back together so that they do something different. So they, they reflect our values and not always the designer's original values but the values that are relevant today and for us and for people. And that, that is our organization's mission as a social change organization. But that's not the exact same perspective that every group has. Every group has their own slice. Food Not Bombs is especially focused on the charitable action and the, the radical action of serving food in public, serving food that, to folks who are dependent on that, who are hungry, and don't have good access to especially nutritional food that they can rely on uh, you know, throughout the East Bay area. Uh, and so, but we bring those things together, and and we've actually been lucky to fit that into a legal structure of a nonprofit board of directors. So each collective actually sends a representative, a delegate, to our board of directors to make that representative vote of what their collective collective's interest in. And it always is changing. So it actually ends up being one of the best ways of both fitting in with the legal structure, so we can get our bank accounts, so we can get our lease, so we can do all the logistical stuff necessary to kind of do a real project and survive and last a long time, um, but we're not having to sacrifice the social organizational model that for me, that's part of my vision personally, what I am very happy about seeing since we started this project. You know, when we first 
started sharing a common space, the Suda Room, and another organization, another member collective of the Omni, a Bay Area Public School, which is a free school. We're sharing, the two of us are sharing a space in downtown Oakland, and we kind of started emerging this idea of a commons, and that was really beautiful to see that we both tended toward, well, how can we incorporate more organizations and scale and grow in a way that includes their unique values, their unique uh, proclivities, and all the things that like they, we can really benefit from in their insight and knowledge, and still be able to work together to reach a scale big enough to move into a bigger building. We, we're looking at a few different big buildings, and Omni, Omni's current venue of uh, the Ligure Club at 4799 Shattuck, that was one option. It ended up being our best option that we really pushed for and were able to get a lease to move into. But really, it was, it was that question of how can we bring people together to do something that they otherwise wouldn't be able to have accomplished apart. They wouldn't have the money, wouldn't have the organization. And, it, and it, yeah, so that was a real beautiful moment to me to sort of like show to them, like to, the, to these students, to be like, well, the legal situation is one thing, and we're very lucky to have been able to set that up. Not, not every group is able to make that work. Um, but really, it's that underlying vision of collective structure and a spokes council model where our council gathers to represent all these different collectives and that we benefit from that strength of diversity, actually. So that, that to me, is like absolutely um, a wonderful experiment. That I, this, at this point, I'm, I'm convinced that it is verified that you can socially organize using collective structure and work together with other collectives using a spokes council model to scale to the size of a very large project, including hundreds and hundreds of participants, and for example, up to 20,000 square feet in a, in a, in a single building. Um, and that's what we're doing here. And I encourage other folks to try that experiment out, to reproduce it, and to modify it, because we're only gonna learn more the more that we try this stuff out. And I mean, that's where I'm going from. And that, that's why, and to, to me, in a way, this is this kind of thing I like spending my life and time on yeah. and that I find fruitful. Because even if we fail, even if the parts of the experiment fail or break down or whatever, it's a lesson to learn to bring into something else. And, yeah. and that's where I'm at. So yeah, so, you know, that's it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's beautiful, man. That's re I, love, I love challenging structure and, and, and disruption and just experimenting. And that's beautiful. We, we've, exper we've experienced... Um, an evolution of different types of structure at Merchants of Reality from like yeah. 14 Super people, curious. artists, mm -hmm. individual artists who, you know, had their own pitch for each space mm -hmm. to tr becoming an organization that was looking at the bigger space as like, what do we want this space to accomplish for the community and opening it up to the community and then having projects that we want to support because even as when you open it up to the community you've got different people writing proposals and then mm -hmm. that starts to be like well that's not really what I saw but then it's like we want to support that so we started having such you know like a consensus it's like what like how does this group complement us why do we support this group does this fit with our values and as we started to incorporate incorporate and become more like you know after five of us have been working together in the same space and having visioning together, then it becomes like this space where you can be like, okay, like, this is not, you know, I'm a musician, I'm a filmmaker, but we want, we want Ganja Yoga in the space mm. because this, we support what she's doing and mm -hmm. her values fit with us and she's a kind person and we want her to have a space to teach this class to mm -hmm. the world. And that, that went on to become, you know, it made it to the uh, Chronicle, the first the front page of the Chronicles um, at, in San Francisco. And so that was like, yeah, that's beautiful. Like this person's dream came into the Merchants of Reality, the manifestation. Mm -hmm. And, 
and and it took off and and that's 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 something like something that we're proud of and really excited that we're able to support so i think that's i think that's you're right i feel good about that it's a rewarding experience <laughs> exactly. you know that's, that's i'm glad you mentioned that because that's that's one of those precious moments that i think happened for a lot of folks who are involved with the omni commons project and to not just myself and you know i don't want to speak for others but i i've talked to many friends and, and comrades and collaborators who we've had that experience of saying because of serendipity, something came up, somebody had an idea, had a project, had a need, and they were able to get some sort of communication across somehow to somebody who's involved with our hackerspace or with this public school or with the Omni today and provide that platform for their thing, whatever it was, to have a home, to have a place to take off, to have a place to do something. And, and moments that come up to me and off the top of my head, hearing about, for example, ganja yoga or you know, um, a, a friend needed... Um, Another, uh, a mutual fr or a friend of a friend needed a space to, to screen a documentary. I didn't know anything about this documentary. And it turned out to be Hip Hop is Bigger Than the Occupation, which was like an extremely moving and profound and amazing hip hop documentary that I recommend looking up. And we did a screening of that where their previous venue, which is an Oakland venue that is in business to this day, you know, was going to give them a free space. And at the last minute said they couldn't, they couldn't do that. And that meant the screening was going to be canceled for, for Oakland, for the whole Bay Area. That was their only Bay Area screening it. Um, when they had come here. And we were luckily able to come in and provide that space for a really noble, noble project that, that really could, could have really benefited from that. Um, and uh, um, another example that comes to mind is the fast food workers in the area who have been following the example, especially from New York, um, organizing around their rights, organizing around um, demanding a living wage, demanding a $15 minimum wage, um, which was a successful bid in this, in this city, in Oakland, um, and, a, and they had a giant fundraiser here with a bunch of organizations, a network of organizations coming together. And they've had various other organizing meetings using the space here, uh, you know, and that was pretty much always at like a really affordable rate that made sense for their budget and, and helped us sustain ourselves at the same time. And it was just a really rewarding see to see, uh, scene to see, you know, these folks pour their, their energy and their passion into, you know, demanding their, their basic rights um, of being able to live and support themselves. Uh, for the work that they do, and that to be a success in the end, and, and for us to have played that small part of just providing the, the room, just the vol voluminous space that's necessary for them to do what they were going to do. Yeah, that's beautiful. I have an icebreaker question now. Break it out. Um, so, so, if, if um, a genie showed up and asked you two things that you needed for this space, Mm. What would those two things be? Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> this reminds me of my favorite joke. I'll have to tell it another episode. <laughs> it has to do with this theme. If if there were two things I could wish for this space, well, you know, I don't. I can't imagine a genie showing up and me making any wishes specifically just for the Omni Commons. I feel like there's some world peace sort of stuff, something in there, right? But no, but it has to be very specific. It has to be very specific about Omni. <laughs> if it's just about Omni, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> this exercise is to yeah. ask, for you to ask for help. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. So, what do we need? What do we need? That's kind of the beautiful thing about everything we've been talking about. What what it comes down to was like pretty obvious is that space is a commodity in our society right now in spaces like the Bay Area, in California, in the United States, so on and so forth, that is unnecessarily made exclusive and restricted and difficult to use, to maintain, 
to support, to have for communities to self-organize and to do extremely creative and groundbreaking things that are the essence of what it means to be human. You know, humans are innately creative and given that like small amount of, like I said, a stage or a platform, they deliver. They yeah. deliver consistently. And it's so obvious and it's so painstaking how obvious it is that it makes that struggle. So to me, space, public space, that means if you ha have some you know, vacant lot or you have some building or you have you know, enough money to buy one and you don't need it or it's not necessarily something you know what to do with, you know, actually reach out. Reach out to organizations like Omni Commons and find ways to put that space to use because there are people, I can guarantee you, who want to use it, who will treat it well, and that will extremely benefit from that access to space. So that's huge. Number one, it's like, it's a really essential quality of being voluminous creatures, being beings that need space to occupy. Um, that's one thing. And then so to make it maybe drill down a bit more concrete, if it's not just space itself, um, or the financing for that space, you know, it's a support. It's it's that if it's financial support because you know every dollar counts. You know, folks with with very little money throw a lot of money in uh, to support the causes that really make a difference for them, and they they get paid back you know tenfold every time. And so I think that's really important to recognize, and that putting your your uh, dollar where your mouth is, putting your dollar where your heart is, uh, really is a is a big deal. But also time, also spending that energy of saying. You can walk into this disco room like BC and I did today and look around and say, I can imagine a community of people I know, I can imagine a group of folks that I was talking to who could really benefit from using, utilizing this space and making it available for public benefit to the wider community, to the neighborhood that's right here, to the, the city of Oakland, to the East Bay area, to the whole Bay area, to, and, and so on and so forth. And to actually bring that, bring that together, to move it forward. Because we're very democratic here, you know? The, the, only limitation is our own imaginations. Yeah. There is no real like limit to doing positive, creative stuff collaboratively. I think that's, a, that's actually a huge opportunity of these kinds of places. And that's, that's what you miss when um, you know, rent is so expensive. It's what you miss when you know, banks have a majority of the property around you and are sitting on it because it has a very appreciative value and not necessarily the same use value to the people who are actually living nearby it. And it's really unfortunate. And we, we can turn that narrative around. We can mobilize capital and money. We can mobilize people with good intentions and goodwill to try to utilize that space and have it be beneficial for, for the community, by the community. Pyong man, hallelujah. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. This where we're living in this world side by side and I'm so glad I know, that right? we met I'm like <laughs> yes Matt yeah, you're not gonna be able to have another day without be seeing it <laughs> I know right that's the funny thing I think we talked about this a mi like a minute when, when, about when we first met which was this kind of question about public space I think we even used that word briefly which is that you know merchants of reality Omni Commons are kind of about creating public space that idea of the public where it's not quite private, there's more rights and sort of like more responsibilities and more available to the general public to be able to, to do stuff that's, that's seeming, there's less and less space every day for us to do that stuff. But the more I think about it, the way I'm feeling is that we're definitely past or kind of beyond that definition of public. It is really that bad where there is so little actual resources and space available that we're, we're trying to find every little angle and edge 
to try to make something like that public exist. Yeah. And we're having to forge new territory. We're having to do new creative things all the time. Yeah. To and make that's, it sustainable. It's, it's almost like this is, the, this is the part that I was going to come back and say <laughs> that this is probably what makes it exciting for us. It's such mm. a complex problem. Yeah. That we that we've seen all the models out there, and we're like, no, this one is particularly challenging, mm -hmm. and this one is worth my time. You oh, know, yeah. figuring out the alternative mm -hmm. to that, and that's like having to hack every day, learn something new. And I think that there's like an aspect of that that like that that I also get from it, and I forget sometimes that like mm -hmm. I'm having to learn so much and evolve rapidly. Yeah. To be, to be able to keep up, to be able to make this happen, to be able to be so grounded in that mission and not fall into any other distracting work mm -hmm. that, that might be around, around me. And it, it seems like I'm always reminded that like I, I have to show up for Merchants of Reality. This is something that I believe in. I love to show up for spaces like Omni, for the Red Victorian. Like, mm -hmm. It drives me because I learn so much and... And, and I don't know, maybe learning more than I would have if I had a different kind of job, perhaps. Mm -hmm. But I love, I love that aspect of it. That, I think it's a perfect uh, transition to us to talk about um, our next steps in a way. One is that we've been discussing this nonprofit network, nonprofit venue network, where we're bringing together spaces like Merchants of Reality, Red Victorian, and Omni Commons to, to be able to support each other really directly, to yeah. provide referrals, like the story you mentioned earlier. Uh, with Laura having having a, a person trying to book an event here, and our spaces didn't quite work, but it might be perfect to fit at Merchants, and we're, that's the kind of stuff that we all would love to see happen, um, as well as sharing when our, our our events are happening and cross promoting them. Yeah, um, that's a really huge opportunity. What do you what do you what do you think about? No, I'm, I'm I'm so excited about that because I've been you know Merchants has been there for five years, and we mm -hmm. opened our space up like after about a year and a half of programming. And mm -hmm. so we opened it from being just the artist show, so just the artists that were in this space, to bringing instructors, to having monthly rotations of curators, to having different artists come in and use the space. And in each of those places, I think that we could have used, like I'm sure there'll be some people from Omni that would have enjoyed those programmings. And just like mm -hmm. the just my my being here so far it seems like you know there's a film screening going on right now in the mm -hmm. ballroom and i know that the, you know that today we're closed at merchants we open back up tomorrow and it's like i'm sure our community would love to support the film screening that is going on today so mm -hmm. like and at the red victorian like we've programmed um you know when i live there there's like a monthly show that happens every first thursday so i think that the communities of people want to meet each other i'm excited mm -hmm. for them to meet each other because that magic that you said i just know that with that much opportunity for them to meet there will be more collaborations and we will be supporting each other's goals which is what this podcast is trying to accomplish <laughs> there you go. don't panic keep it organic to quote a, a really good dj <laughs> don't panic keep it organic yeah exactly it's <laughs> that diamond dave yeah <laughs> so powerful um yeah so yeah i'm excited about that and i'm also excited about engaging um people who might not have heard of um omni commons or merchants of reality and red victorian to come and bring in and see like what we we just talked about these spaces and bring in their imagination and get inspired to be a part of a community because i imagine that you know 
because of your background, because of people's lifestyles, don't get to experience spaces like this. That's another mm-hmm. thing. You know, they, you know, you you graduate high school, you end up in college, you find a job, you get to do happy hour, you you know, you get to get married, <laughs> you raise key. kids, and it's <laughs> happy hour. Happy hour. And all my, you know, I know it's they're always happy hours, and then. <laughs> Whereas here, it's like happy hour from when you get into Omni Commons and, and, and basically just bringing that community or like doing so much more that we're able to get the word out there that spaces like this mm-hmm. have something for people who might not see themselves as creative or who might not know how to get into communities like this or become a part of Absolutely. It. That yeah. totally hits home for me. You know, that's... That's how I got mixed up in being one, one of the 23 co-founders of the Pseudo Room. Uh, and and there, you know, there are so many more of us that make the Pseudo Room a reality. And you know, th- that motivation for me coming into it was, um, you don't necessarily have to sit there and say, I'm a hacker. I know what a hacker space is. I, I get it. You, know, you don't have to be already subscribed to that culture to, for example, already be a hacker. Because hacking is creativity. Hacking is analyzing something, taking it apart, understanding how it works, learning something new, changing it, or going a totally different direction. And that humans do that in all kinds of ways and all the time. And that that's what's really inspiring about that space is that I'm very happy to say that a lot of time we have folks come into the pseudonym and they, they don't know where the hell that they dropped into. They don't, <laughs> they don't understand what's going on. They're trying to make sense of it. And it's kind of like, you know, they're, they're tinkering around and playing with stuff. And we say, you know, you're, you are welcome. When we have a member here, we're inviting you in as a prospective member, as, a, as our guest. Yeah. As somebody, we're saying, you don't have to subscribe and say, you know, you already get all this stuff and you want to sign up. We're saying, we want you to hang out. We want you to try things out, try something different, and see if it's something you're into. See if it's something that, you know, you, could, you get something out of. And, you know, turn yourself on to a, a new experience or a new tool or a new way of thinking. And that, that is like... A, a totally open invitation that I'm going to extend to everyone. Every, every listener who hears this cast is welcome to come visit us at the Omni Commons, to visit us at Pseudo Room, and you know you don't have to be a hacker. Like you're you're welcome to to totally uh, be open to a new exploration. Yeah. And that's what we about you too. Thank you so much. I'm excited. So, are you agreeing to co-host Peer Pressure, Peer Pressure co-host <laughs> next next episode? We're going to be here together. I think the next episode it might be good if we co-host because we could talk about. Um, a little discussion we had about counterculture and about funding, a new funding model for uh, counterculture in the near future. That sounds so exciting. I can't wait to tell them and bring it into our conversation. So, yeah, haha, here you go, guys. Thank you so much here at the Omni Commons. Um, do you guys have any um, events coming up? We have coming up, well, the Pseudo Room has Hardware Hacking Tuesdays every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. Um, we have on the calendar soon. Check. We'll, we'll put the links to the website on this podcast, and then that way people can definitely find it. And in the meantime, we're going to be working on the cross networking calendar. And yeah, check out um, so, uh, omnicommons.org. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, BC. Yeah, take care, guys. We'll see you soon.